Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning, and we'd like to heartily welcome you to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise from Macedonia Church here with you on the program this morning, and we have the privilege of sharing time on the program with Elder Joe Nettles and Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, and we're thankful for our radio partners and the opportunity to be able to broadcast on the radio stations as well as on uh, the internet and podcast platforms, and we're very thankful for you for listening. If you would like like, we would certainly be encouraged if you would contact us. You can go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com, and you can email us, gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We'd love to know that you're out there and know through what platform you listen, and we'd love to correspond with you, answer any questions, or if we could help you in any way. If you happen to be in North Mississippi, particularly in the Golden Triangle area, we'd invite you to come see us at Macedonia Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, and Sulphur Springs Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. We both meet for worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. And then also we have a Wednesday night service in Starkville, Mississippi at the New Covenant Church building at 200 West Garrett Road at 6 p.m. every Wednesday night. So we would love to meet you. We'd love to correspond with you. And more than that, we would love for you to come out and worship with us. So uh, we hope that you might be able to do that. We've been making our way during my current messages on the radio program, making our way through the will of God. And we'd like to continue that this morning. And we hope these messages have been encouraging for you and we can have greater understanding and discernment to follow God's will in our life. So we hope you'll stay tuned with us and we will bring that message for you right after the song.
morning and thank you for staying tuned with us here in the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast again. We've been trying to spend time considering together the will of God and we tried to consider the various aspects of the will of God, God's sovereign will, God's commanded will, and now we're trying to focus on God's providential will and how do I discern God's providential will for my life, the best case scenario to maximize God's glory in my life. So we've tried to present for you in past messages the structure and the framework and the lens through which we make daily decisions in discerning what God's will is for our life. We also presented for you that there's three stages, three aspects of discerning God's will that we want to highlight throughout the course of this series of messages. And that's, first of all, patience and then wisdom and then courage. So certainly we need patience, right? We need patience while we're waiting on God's will, but we really need wisdom to discern what God's will is in the moment. And then once we have an understanding of what God's will is, then we need courage to be able to act on the open door that God has put in our life by means of his providence and his will. So we have to wait on God's will and patience, but then we have to have wisdom to discern what God's will is. So how do we have wisdom to discern what God's will is, right? And that's really almost the crux of what we're talking about. How do we discern God's will? Well, we have to discern God's will through spiritual wisdom. Now, one great thing about spiritual wisdom is that God has promised us, he's promised his people that if we ask for wisdom, that he will give it to us. In James chapter one, we're told in verse five that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. They give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. So if you pray, Lord, give me spiritual wisdom. Well, that's a prayer the Lord will always answer. He will give you the wisdom and the clarity that you need in the moment. Now, that obviously shows us, arguably, the most important thing in discerning God's will is prayer, right? It's prayer as we, first of all, ask God to guide our steps. We try to ask God for his will to be done, but clearly we ask God for wisdom and God sees fit. We pray that with the right heart, with the right attitude. He's always going to give us that wisdom that we desire if we're seeking spiritual wisdom. Now, there is a wisdom that's of the world. That's addressed in James chapter 3. The wisdom that is not from above, the wisdom of this world, is earthly, sensual, and devilish, envying strife, confusion, and every evil work. So if you're asking for wisdom because you're wanting to date an unbeliever just so you can fornicate with them, then that's the wisdom that is sensual, right? That's a wisdom that's not from above, and God will not grant you wisdom in that regard. But if you ask for spiritual wisdom, as it says in the next few verses there in James chapter 3 and verse 17, the wisdom that is from above, the wisdom from God, is pure and peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. And you'll notice there in those verses, one of the identifying characteristics of walking in wisdom and the identifying characteristics of walking in the will of God is peace, is peace. 
So one of the main ways that we discern is this God's will for my life is, do I feel at ease about this in my conscience? Do I feel at ease in my soul about, do I have a peace that passes all understanding that this is God's will? And also one of the main ways that we discern God's will is through the multitude of counselors, asking those that we trust that are going to counsel us according to God's will. Do those counselors have peace about it? Now, ultimately, it's my peace that's the determining factor, right? And now other people could be wrong and they may have concerns that are not totally valid, but we need to make sure we listen to them and don't put our head in the sand or live in a silo to where we don't listen to the opinions of other people. However, if you feel like that this is the right thing to do, but no one in your close circle of multitude of counselors feels a peace about this, then that's a really good indication that that's probably not God's will, okay? So we pray unto God, and we pray for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us in His will, and for the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom. It's such a comfort to be reminded, Romans chapter 8 and verse 27, that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for the saints of God according to the will of God. So even if we're not praying in the manner that we ought to, even if we're not even praying with the right wording of saying, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done, or maybe you might fall into the same trap that I have in the past, is I have used those words as a vain repetition in prayer, and I didn't mean them. Now, I, I said the words, Lord, according to thy will, Lord, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Now, I said them, but they were a vain repetition. I was not submitting to God's will, and the Lord knew that, but his Holy Spirit, in spite of my prayers that either I didn't pray according to God's will, or I said a vain repetition, and I didn't mean it. Even in those circumstances, the Holy Spirit took those prayers and he brought them before God the Father as a sweet-smelling incense, as a sweet-smelling savor, according to the will of God. So that's a great blessing, isn't it? To be reminded that even if I'm not praying according to the will of God in the manner that I ought to, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are always praying for me according to the will of God. A little bit earlier there in Romans chapter 8, we find in verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So how does God guide you in your path of providential will? We're going to talk a little bit later about the way. This is the way. Walk you in it. And there, there's a specific pathway that is the best case scenario for your life. Don't squander that. Don't squander the best case scenario of your life for good or average. No, there's good, better, and best in your life. And, and God is going to guide you in the best possible scenario. And how does he do that? How does he guide you? By his Holy Spirit, right? And that makes sense of why that if you're being guided by the Holy Spirit, if you're being guided by spiritual wisdom, you're going to have peace because peace is a fruit of the Spirit, right? God's not the author of confusion. God's not the author of strife. He's not the author of anxiety and fear and bondage. What's God the author of? Of peace, of liberty. So if you're being guided by the Holy Spirit, you will have an overwhelming sense of peace, which is a fruit of the Spirit. So we pray for wisdom through the Holy Spirit, and God's promised us that if we pray for wisdom, he'll give it to us, but also his desire, you know, the desire of the Father is not for you to just blindly feel around and maybe just stumble into what's right. 
You know, if you've ever walked around at night in a room that's really dark, you just stumble around and you don't really know where you're going and you don't really know what you're doing and you don't know the obstacles in your path. You don't know what dangers lie ahead of you. Why? Because you have no vision. You have no clarity of vision. And God does not intend for his children to be walking around in darkness and just blindly feeling around and hoping we don't fall into a pit and a hole, right? No, God's intention is to give us light and vision so we can appropriately see the pathway and walk in that pathway. So God's intention is not a trick, right? It's not a quiz. It's not the Lord trying to trick you to do something. No, God's intention is for you to know his will. God's intention is for you to have wisdom. And that is our prayer for the church as well. Let's look at this from Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, Paul's writing this from the perspective of pastor. And if you have a good God-called pastor, I guarantee you, your God-called pastor is praying for you to have wisdom. He's praying for you to be guided according to the will of God. And also that multitude of counselors, your friends, your loved ones, the people who love you, the people that you trust and you rely upon, I guarantee you that they are praying for you to be filled with the knowledge of his will, right? For you to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. And the will of God is not this, this unknowable thing. Now, understand God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, as, as high as the heavens are above the earth, right? And there is things about God's will and God's providence that we will never understand. But this idea that you just have to blindly wander around and not have any clarity about what God's will is for your life, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 7, God's intention, wherefore be ye not unwise. Now we're praying for wisdom. Now, wisdom is going to give you what? Be not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. You have the ability through the Holy Spirit to understand what the will of the Lord is in your life. And we have the example of a pastor praying for you to have that understanding and knowledge of his will. We certainly pray for that for ourselves. And you, I guarantee you, you have other people praying for you to be guided in God's will. But don't miss the point there in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 17. You have the ability through the Holy Spirit to understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, obviously, we know what his commanded will is because we have his word, right? You need to live sanctified lives, don't fornicate, give thanks, et cetera, et cetera. Those things that we've considered. But you, through following the Holy Spirit, the Spirit will give you wisdom to understand what the will of the Lord is in your life. Now, why does he give you that wisdom? And why is your pastor praying for you? Why is your family, your loved ones, your parents, your grandparents, your loved ones in the church, why are they praying for you to have a knowledge of his will? Now, it's not just so I can figure out the Rubik's Cube, 
right? Don't ever view the will of God as a Rubik's cube or a puzzle that's to be solved. No, what's his purpose? We see that in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. Our desire is that you be filled with the knowledge of his will. But why? What's the purpose? What's the reasoning why you're filled with the knowledge of his will? Look at verse 10. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So why does God give you wisdom for his will? Is so that you would walk worthy of the Lord and be fruitful in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God. You see? So for that reason, God's desire, God's intention is for you to know and understand his will for your life. Why? So that you would walk worthy to his honor and to his glory. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning verse 8, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. And then skip down a little bit further to verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You see, and ultimately following God's will is a closer relationship and fellowship with Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 3 describes the the entire pursuit of everything in this world. The pursuit of everything is toward a greater knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss. For what? For the excellency of the knowledge of of Jesus Christ, that I may know him, verse 10, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, that I may have a greater knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So God desires for you to have knowledge and wisdom of his will so you would walk worthy. And remember, let's tie all the way back to our first message in this series. What's the purpose of God's will? To the praise of the glory of his grace. So his glory is your ultimate goal. It's your aim. It's your purpose. So he's going to give you knowledge of his will. Why? So that you can greater glorify him. Listen at this description of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. And then continuing on in verse 17. Her ways, or wisdom's ways, are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. So again, the wisdom of God will always guide you into peace and rest. Now, practically speaking, how do we discern God's will? How do we discern God's will? Well, primarily, we discern God's will through prayer, right? By saying, Lord, give me wisdom. And he's liberal and gracious to give wisdom for those that are earnestly seeking him. Lord, give me wisdom. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. This is in the model prayer, Matthew chapter 6, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So our desire is for God's will to be expanded and God's will to be exalted in our life. And then we just simply pray for God to guide us in your will. Notice these prayers. We've already considered James chapter 1 of asking wisdom and God will give it to you. Psalm 143 and verse 10, teach me to do thy will for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Psalm 86 and verse 11, teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. So we're saying, Lord, guide me. Lord, guide me in your will. 
And if you pray that prayer, I believe the Lord will answer that prayer to guide you according to his will. We'll consider Abraham's servant from Genesis chapter 24 a little bit later. But Abraham was praying for his servant that he would be guided in the way, guided according to God's will. And what ended up happening? Well, just a miraculous display of God's providence that as he's praying and he's in all of these attributes of the way, we'll consider that later, that Rebecca, who ends up being Isaac's wife, shows up at the exact right place at the exact right time and does exactly what he prayed that the right person would do when he arrived at that well. Now, why was that successful? Why was his journey to find a wife and have the wisdom to discern the right person? He has no way of knowing who the right person is for Isaac to marry. So essentially what he's doing is praying, Lord, give me wisdom. And one of the ways you give me wisdom is I'm, I'm asking for this person to do something that is very out of the ordinary to ask to feed and to water all of my, my animals and my camels. And then lo and behold, exactly when he finishes praying the prayer, that's the lady who does it, who's the exact right person according to God's will. But, but the reason why the Lord prospered that journey is because Abraham was praying for that journey and that servant individually was praying. And then notice the example in Acts chapter 13, where the Apostle Paul has been converted and he's doing a lot of preaching, but he's not began his missionary journeys yet. And the church prayed and fasted. Don't miss the the significance and the importance of fasting in beseeching the Lord to bless us according to his will. When you afflict yourself with prayer and fasting, the Lord takes great heed to those prayers. So the church prayed and fasted about his will for Paul and Barnabas' ministry, and it says that the Holy Spirit commanded them that they would be set apart for a work to go and begin Paul's first missionary journey. Now, how did the Holy Spirit speak to the church in Acts chapter 13 to give them clarity about the right thing to do in the ordaining of Paul? How did the Holy Spirit speak to them? Well, I'm pretty confident that he didn't speak to them in an audible voice, booming in the midst of worship, saying, separate me, Barnabas, Saul, for the work that I've called them to do. But it says that the Holy Spirit said, how did the Holy Spirit speak to them? The Holy Spirit spoke to them through the unity of the church, the unity of the entire church being in peace and all being guided in their conscience and in their soul toward the same decision. God guides with a still, small voice. And we'll have to consider the guidance of that still, small voice by the Holy Spirit in a later message. So, how do we discern God's will? We pray for wisdom. We pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, especially prayer, especially prayer. And we'll focus on these more in future messages. But along with that prayer, we need to be consulting God's word because God's will will never lead you contrary to his word. So we pray, we seek the peace of God and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We are intimately invested and involved in studying God's word and we are regularly attending public worship because the Holy Spirit is going to minister to you in the midst of worship in a way that he does not out in the world or, or not even fully in your own private devotions. And then also the multitude of counselors will give you wisdom and clarity according to God's will. 
So we will take this up, Lord willing, next time as a continuation of how do we discern God's will in wisdom and the Holy Spirit. And until that time, we pray the Lord will richly bless you and give you our prayer for you is the same as Paul's prayer for the church, that he would give you the knowledge of his will, the understanding of his will to walk worthy of your calling and be fruitful unto every good work. May God bless you this Lord's day. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist Church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist Church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 And tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.